Good morning, everyone. Hey, thanks so much. Uh, I, I'm glad that you guys could all come here. We did have kind of a, an important topic we wanted to talk about this morning. Um, just kind of, uh, we, we really want to emphasize some of the more common sense approaches that need to be handled here, especially going forward if we really want to put Royals and Royals Adventure Architecture Firm back on top. Yeah, and that is a very beautiful preamble to say that you put the fucking rust monster in a goddamn metal cage. What is wrong with you people? Go ahead, I mean, Ian. I mean, well, I mean, it's just, you know, metal is okay if it is properly magically enchanted. So therefore, the rust monster can't break three. Um, but also, maybe good rule of thumb would be not to store that new shipment of broadswords close by to tempt it to even want to break out in the first place. You know, just little things like that. Just, you know, being aware of your surroundings. I'm doing such a good job of letting Ian talk, and I think everybody should be very proud of me, but he, um, unfortunately, I don't think is communicating the amount of money uh, that we have lost here. Um the rust monster is still loose, so uh, first person to catch it doesn't get fired. Uh, and the rest of you, uh, it's curtains. Now, Travis, when you say curtains, I, I mean, maybe, you know, it's uh, maybe a little bit too severe. Surely not everybody had a hand in this. I'm starting to think Ian did it. One hundred years ago, Marcus Royals founded the finest adventure architecture firm in the Forgotten Realms. Now, his firstborn son Travis, along with lead designer Ian of the Hills, are tanking the company, one failed project at a time. If you require their services, write them a letter, and they may build you one of their dinky dungeons, shitty strongholds, or crappy castles. Travis, you look like you're sweating over there. Okay. So you noticed. I tried to get away with eating some of these spicy crackers right as we started recording, but I am sweating. I mean, I thought we had that policy about, you know, no food in the booth, but you ate that in the booth? They're spicy Fritos, and I thought it would be okay, but oh, I'm dying. I do notice you carry around that hip flask. Is there anything left in there? That's hot sauce. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, old, the old hip flask of hot sauce. Yeah, that's not going to help. You, you get us started and I'll, I'll catch up with you. Okay. Well, uh, we did get a letter uh, recently. This arrived to us through uh, Dancing Mushroom, strangely enough. Adron, any milk? Do we have milk in the booth? Stand by for milk. You go ahead. Just go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, dancing mushroom, and uh, it was so adorable, so cute, and um, but uh, yeah, we can just go ahead and start reading it. Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> ah, the mouth sounds coming from you are intolerable. 
I am all better now. Ian, watch your tone and let's go ahead and get started. Sorry, I was just very excited about this one. Um, uh, but okay, so. Dear Travis and Ian, I'm about to run an adventure in the Feywild, but it's totally foreign to me. Do you have any tips for this magical-ass setting? Love you, Todd the Dungeon Master. Do you, is, is, do you know Todd? Is that a friend of yours? That's short and sweet and to the point. I don't know Todd, but I like to know Todd. He's a man who gets down to business. I appreciate that. You know, he's got some excellent copywriting skills. He's got a filthy mouth. I mean, I think he probably makes up for his uh, inquiry into how to be a good dungeon master, whatever that is. Yeah, sure. He's on the right path, but just got to clean that mouth out. I mean, what kind of word is that? Ass. Maybe he's so ignorant of the Feywild that he assumes that it's full of donkeys. I see. The donkeys in the Feywild, they they are winged, correct? uh, Not all of them. Some of them are, but when you are thinking winged, it's not of the feathery type. They got those kind of like spindly, like dragonfly looking wings. Oh yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. It's, they're just kind of buzzing around. They like hover in place for a bit and then they kind of zip off and make some great pack animals though. Absolutely. Yeah. It's unlike, uh, you know, our material realm, terrestrial donkeys that we have trouble just even getting them to go in any direction. So stubborn. Just, yeah. Yeah. You know. Getting them to just drag your cart in a straight line is the is the hardest part. Yeah, they'll go, but whether or not they go to the destination <laughs> is another question entirely. Yeah, it's much like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, truly, this is the donkey fly of podcasts. Well, luckily, Todd, we are the foremost Fay Wild experts. My family has a vacation home there, Um, so I would spend many an equinox under the, you know, in the in the queendom of the summer queen. Oh, uh, you're a a summer queen boy, huh? You know, I depends on who's playing better that year, but, you know, I'll switch teams. I'm just there to watch the game. Okay, All right. You know, I I heard the, the skiing is quite lovely with that winter court. Yes, uh, that's true. I I was one time I was at that ski lodge and I kind of bullied this this young man. I was trying to shut it down um, and own it. And we got in the ski race and, you know, I, I was bullying him so good. And all these really attractive women were into me about it because I was just so mean to this guy. And he was about to win and you saw the townspeople were so excited for him to win and win back the ski lodge. But of course I, I did have him hobbled mid race. And, and I assume you did not win that. Oh no, this one I won. I made sure of it. Uh, Oh, so so often you see these plays where that guy comes out on top. Uh huh. That's just, they're not hobbling good enough. You just got to get your hobbling right. Okay. Okay. Uh, real hobgoblin, hobblin scenario. That's there. who exactly who I hired. So you know him. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it, it's interesting that you talk about buying a uh, a winter ski lodge uh, in the Feywild, and I think that brings us to uh, one of the things that we probably want 
Todd to know all about, which is what on earth, or I guess not earth, um, what's the planet? That what is on? that? <laughs> and you'll excuse me, I did eat another Ifrito. <clears throat> okay. Adrian, do you have any more milk back there? Milk? Taller this time, much larger milk. What I was going to say was, that's interesting that you are wanting to buy this uh, ski lodge because you probably had the correct currency in order to pay for something in the Feywild. That's something that maybe most people don't know about. Yes, I mean, it, and and that should be our Fey Fact One. Do it. Fey Fact One. Fey Fact One. I is you. You're better at that than I am. I'll admit that, but. Fay fact one, of course, is that their currency's all gobbledygook. It's it's wild. I, you know, I go there, I'm putting down st- stacks of hard cash, and they're saying, "Oh no, we take buttons and pocket lint here." And it's like, well, okay, you'd be better off with the money and buying the buttons, but sure, I'll go get the buttons, and you know, you get some push pins and some thumb pins and some, you know, really any kind of pin. Well, I mean, you know, they just have a, a different culture and a society that is not backed on the gold standard. You know, it's instead it's based more on whatever happens to fall off of your clothing and suddenly becomes valuable or miraculously appear in your dryer lint catcher. Yes. Uh, an, an acorn. They love an acorn. They're, they're, oh. It's strange. I mean, you get, you get an acorn that still has the cap on it. I mean, you've, you've just bought the whole tavern a round of drinks. And that's so nice for me, money going such a long way. You know, I can afford it here, but there I feel like uh, unto a god. Here I'm just a very, very rich orc. So, I mean, you do have people that I know that do your laundry and things like that. Do you have them like uh, stockpiling that for you for when you do summer there, kind of as like a, a summer trip savings kind of thing? Nail on the head. I have um, just a ridiculous vault filled with my Feywild currency. And exactly. It's just, I mean, it's like printing money, uh, filling that thing up with my, all of my lint. Just mason jars of buttons and uh, woven baskets full of gray lint with little bits of string sticking out of it. Why do you think I'm always wearing cashmere? I need something that <laughs> is, it's, it's like, I'm just raining gold. Of, tufts of body hair embedded in it as well. And oh, they love that. They go wild <laughs> for that. Uh, well, um, it is interesting that that is what they use for money because I think uh, you you had a fact that uh, Fay fact number two that you wanted to bring up. Right? Yes, I and thank you for noticing my my hand raised. We've got a new thing on the show where we're raising hands when we wish to talk, and um, you know I perpetually have my hand raised um, because I'm a man of import. You got to stretch it out sometimes too, you know. Fay fact number two. Fay fact number two. I got better at it that time. Uh, We're all getting, we've, we've all, again, that's what this podcast is about. It's getting better at it over time. Fact, Fey fact number two is that you can't just quest in the Fey wild. You know, you can't just have a good time slaughtering monsters and, um, you know, traipsing around, unlocking doors. 
that lead to keys to unlock other doors. Everything kind of has a virtuous lesson it's trying to teach you. You can't even go to the goddamn grocery store without, you know, somebody saying, oh, but did you, what did you learn about yourself? And hey, did, did you... Did you mean to do that? And what was the value of life if we... There's always some sort of guy, just angel on your shoulder. Or you'll be... Let's say there's a door, and it's very hard to get into. And you say, oh, I'm just going to break down the door. Turns out you were supposed to wait at that door for three hours so it could teach you patience before it opened. It's some, it's always something ridiculous like that. I, I find that also one of the things is uh, to, to circumnavigate the, the patience one, because... As we've talked about before, I don't take very much vacation time, but you know when I do, I want to make sure I'm getting the most of it. And so I find that usually it's like a, it's a manners scenario that mm. if you just ask the door nicely to open rather than waiting for it to open on its own t- time, then uh, you get a lot uh, further with that. And that's that kind of snowflake behavior that the Winter Queen loves so much. The Winter Queen uh, is all about her her precious little snowflakes. So often you'll see them wandering about. Yeah. Te- teaching lessons like this and getting easily offended when you are just slaughtering monsters willy-nilly. Uh, so you're saying that the summer the summer court tends to come in hot, right? And that's just kind of more your speed? Oh, yeah. All about it. Never mind. I take it all back. I do pick a team. Summer Queen all the way. It's time for a short break. Magicadabra. I'm Paulette, the Patreon pixie. And I'm blackout drunk in the potion closet again. Listen, I'm the only one with the brass balls to tell you this, but these pro bono bozos drawing up all y'all's castles didn't leave any budget to pay us. What I need you to do is pony on up to patreon.com slash crappy castles. That's C-R-A-P, another P, Y, castles. And drop some gold in the coffers so you can download maps, listen to those cute letter reading songs, chat amongst y'all dummies in the Discord, and heck, climb through the ranks till you're basically the new boss round here. Now scram before I get caught. Bye. So I, I've only ever uh, visited the Winter Court in the Feywild. And uh, tell me more about the, the Summer Court. What, tell me some, about some of the denizens that I would meet there. Oh, these people. And these people are a bit much for me. Let's put it that way. They're a little hijinxy. Uh, I'm sorry. Are you about to go into Fay Fact number three? Fay Fact number three. Is that better? Oh, that was, I'm trying something that, new. I liked it. It was sensual. Fay fact number three is this. That fact number three. All these little critters and creatures, you know, your your donkey flies, your your pixies, your fairies, uh, uh elves. They they're all very they love a hijinks. They love a they love twinkling on their toes. They love doing a little cartwheel in the middle of a day. Right at smack dab in the middle of a work day, they'll do a cartwheel. They'll say hee hee and and the glitter will come off their ass and they'll just they're flittering somewhere new. 
it, it it's one of those things that I I feel like dancing seems to be the primary mode of transportation in the Feywild. Has that been your experience as well? You're absolutely right. And I have to tell you about one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened to me. I'm all ears. It was the Summer Queen dance competition. All the wealthy pixies in the neighborhood were there. Are you with me? I, you look You look like you were falling asleep a little bit. I just... I just... Uh, you have so many of these stories of your wealth and grandeur, and it's thank you. It's just I I feel bad because it's so hard for me to relate. Well, here have some of these uh, spicy afritos. Um, maybe if we I got that raise we've been talking about, I could you know move up in that higher level echelon to you know try to relate to you a little bit more. I mean, I'm handing you free snacks right now. I don't know what more an employee could want. Okay, I guess. Anyway, all this to say, these pixies are so used to dancing everywhere. So when I get out there to shake my derriere, I fall flat on my face, my pants fall down, and everybody sees that I've peed a little. Um, At the time, I was peeing a little a lot. Okay, I... Man, I have so many follow-up questions. It's so hard and to yet, pick one of them. You would be out of your element to ask any of them. Uh, and so, there shall, therefore, I shall not. <laughs> what do you think of the chips? Uh, these are spicy to you? I am being emasculated on my own free podcast. No, no, no. I just, uh, it has nothing to do with uh, your um, your your powerful orcish stature. Uh, it's just I these I just, these don't taste like they've got much flavor at all. Like a little bit of salt and pepper, but <laughs> it's coming back. I think that's what did it is the salt and the pepper. Okay, that combination of the two. It's it's pretty powerful. I've got to have some milk. Um. So, I mean, yeah, the, uh, it is one of those things that if you, you want to get anything done, I mean, you got to be just prepared to have conversations while everybody's moving. I mean, nobody is standing still in this place. Everyone seems to have a song on their heart and on their lips at the same time. Wait, now, sir, Ian. Um, Mr. Travis. It sounds like you're setting us up for Fae Fact 4. Oh, I did have my one thing that I wanted to say, which is the whistle while you twerk um, joke that I had. But I, but uh, fake fact number four. Fake fact four. Yes, let's move on as quickly as possible. <laughs> it's a good uh, episode. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, everyone's moving around. Everyone's singing, but like everything has a personality, and I don't just mean you know the sentient bipedal uh, individuals that no. you would meet there. Oh. I mean, your quadrupedal, your tripedal, your dodecahedral, even your nonahedral, nonapedral, nonapedral. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you know, animal, mineral, vegetable. They all, they're all singing, they're all dancing, they're all boot scooting and boogieing, and they all want to talk to you. And so it is. No one really. I feel like this is the thing that I I don't hear people talk about, but it is deafening in the Fey Wild. Everything has something to say. Everybody's singing all the time. I, I kept the, the, the silencers on it. Well, I was and, there. 
you know, they're all trying to give you those morality lessons and I mean, teach you it's something. a lot. Teach you something, sing you, sing you something while doing a jig. You walk, you walk past a garden and you think, oh, maybe I'll help myself to one of these farmer's carrots without paying. And all of a sudden you pluck it out of the ground. What's it doing? It's, it's, it's telling you a story about, you know, when it failed at a dance competition and you're saying, I, I don't need to hear it. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, you go to offer follow up questions and it denies you as well. And it's so hard to get anything done and get a good night's sleep uh, while you're there. But I mean, it is very, very beautiful, but it's a it's a it's a weird place. And it begs the question. So when I collect all these acorns and turn them in to buy the ski lodge and all of a sudden they start dancing and singing and practicing religion and creating a culture uh, in front of my eyes, and then they're just kind of swept willy-nilly into uh, an acorn vault. I mean, is everybody in the Feywild cool with that? The, for for such softies, they seem like not unbothered that they're consuming these animated carrots and spending these animated acorns. Well, and that and that's kind of the wild thing. Like going back to Fey Fact Number Two, um, and I wish we would know, go back to Fey Fact well, Number Two. Fey Fact Number Two. Uh, you know, the kind of the morality aspect of it is that like they have these moral lessons, but they are not exactly the moral lessons that we think of here. So it's like, and that's why you always pet a squirrel counterclockwise on Tuesday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why rugs should always be shaken on the third floor. Okay. I, I don't know yeah. why I was expected to know that. I mean, the last time I was there, they were like, make sure you fill your ski boots with pudding. And I, I mean, I did. And it was, I mean, it, it wasn't bad. Yeah. But. We called you put in boots for about <laughs> six months after that. I was surprised that you even noticed, honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed. I, I'm, I'm flattered, frankly, that you noticed that I had all that pudding in my boots because like we were talking about. Um, one of the reasons that I do vacation in the Feywild is that I can kind of maximize that time is that like I go there, I can spend a week there and I get back for fake fact number five. Fake fact number five. <laughs> and I've only been gone for 28 seconds. That is true. Time is fucked in the Feywild. You know, things stay pretty consistent, a little one-to-one with the world we know if you kind of stick to the main pathways there. But boy, oh boy, you wander into an interesting looking thicket. Uh, congratulations. You just aged 12 years in the real world. You're, I mean, you are absolute. Or sometimes you complete your quest. You learn a bunch of lessons you didn't really need to know. And oh, it's all just a dream. And no, no time has passed at all. Or depending on how you even go into the Feywild, it's possible that you go in there, you know, get a drink of water while you're there. And you're just like, uh, well, I went the wrong way. You can come back out. 28 years have passed over here. Mm-hmm. You go to and, a beach, right? With your parents. Yeah, the Fey Beach. You wander behind a rock. All of a sudden, you're very old. Yeah, and and then everyone's pointing at you, pointing out all your wrinklies, and they're kind of doing that ageist shaming, kind of that body shaming thing that they people do to old people. God, I love that. The saggy bits and the you know, it's it's a rich vein. Now that you say that, the Feywild is a rich vein for making fun of people. 
Uh, it is. And luckily, they don't seem to have any morality based around that. And you make fun of some of those snowflakes hard enough. They just melt right in front of your eyes. That's what me and the yeah. boys would do at the ski lodge. Yeah, well, um, you, you are the summer court f- folk, and so you come in hot. Joke I already made twice now. <laughs> you should have seen my Afghan. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, I think that Todd, if you're uh, wanting to run an adventure there, I think, um, you know, just make sure you're stocking up on your pocket lint and buttons and um, probably good to go. Hmm. Uh, so these Fritos taste weird. Like what? Oh. Uh, what is this? Oh, I'm just, oh I was chewing my, my sheets. Oh my god, this is this was just a dream. This hey, whole Hey, e- Travis, uh, Travis, you dozed off. Are you are you ready to record the episode? Yeah, sorry. I took a little nappy. Okay. Got any more of those Fritos? Uh yeah, here's some more right here. Uh, I, I, thanks for having that new policy where we can eat food in the booth now. Hey, we remembered to just tear up Todd's letter, right? We're not going to do that one. Um, was it Todd? Okay. That, the, okay. Adron, some milk. Wow. Now those were some bad ideas. If you'd like the boys to take a shot at designing your dungeon, free of charge, send a raven to wellmet at crappycastles.com. We prefer letters that give us enough, but not too much. We'll let you decide what that means. If you want more of the adventures ad-libbed on this show, head to patreon.com forward slash crappycastles. Any silver you can spare is much appreciated. Original music, audio editing, and bardic inspiration provided by Adron. Find her at adronmusic.com. Our theme song is Piss Fader by Tobacco. That's P-I-S-S Fader by the one and only Tobacco. As always, Ian was played by Ian, Travis was played by Travis, and you don't get to know who I am. Till next time, keep it crappy.